Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of That's What Bee Said, a Cleveland sports podcast. I am your host, Bree Rust at Breezy Clee, and I am joined by my fellow co host, Brittany Mollis at Bird's Eye View. Hello, Brittany. Hi, Bree. How are you? Doing well. Good to be back this week. Yes. And also, Meredith Kane is with us at MK on Sports. Meredith, hello. Hi, ladies. Well, we've got a wonderful show lined up for all of you. It's been, I mean, a week and a half of the quarantine. So we've, we've put together the quarantine chronicles of what we've been doing over this past week. Got a little bit of Browns to talk about. Um, and then, you know, there's not a lot going on in the sports world. So we're going to do some Ask Me Anythings. You guys submitted a ton of questions for us. We hope that we can get to all of them. Uh, if we don't, we will carry these over for next week. All right. A lot of great questions, too. A lot of great questions. I had to go through and type them all out with your Twitter handles. So apologies in advance if we get someone's name wrong. Which which we will. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Bree's the one saying the names because I always butcher them. Yikes. We'll, we'll try. We'll, we'll, we'll try. And apologies if we get it wrong. <laughs> so, ladies, how have you been doing with this quarantine? So the quarantine chronicles. I'm curious. What's going mm-hmm. on in your lives? Meredith, why don't you start? Because <laughs> you've been quarantined more than I have. Well, it's not, it's weird because I haven't actually been quarantined because I'm still going into work because um, communications, media, broadcast are considered, um, you know, essential businesses. And I've been deemed essential employee at my business. So I've been going in like normal. And then um, I got added to a sixth day. So instead of going just Monday to Friday, I'm now going Monday to Saturday. Because there's not as much work for me to do during the week. And my boss wanted to make sure that I didn't get um, any kind of pay reduction for doing less work. So he added me on a six because he knows that, you know, at my other job, I lost a lot of money while the sports are canceled. So, Mm -hmm. like, it's weird because I almost feel busier because I'm going in six days a week. But then, you know, when you look down, like, kind of boil it down, it's not really that different. It's just... You know, instead of going to the gym in the afternoon, I find ways to work out in my apartment. So, Do like, you? I haven't yeah. seen it yet. <laughs> it's not that I obnoxiously post about it on Instagram every single day. I laughed out loud, Meredith, when I read what you wrote down in our rundown. <laughs> Please tell the people. Okay. So, okay. So in a past life, uh, possibly a future life, depending on how much money I need. But I used to be a fitness instructor and a personal trainer, and I did group fitness classes. And so I found when I do my home workouts, like my cat will sit at the end of my yoga mat or she'll sit next to it and she just stares at me. And so I wind up I wind up talking to her the way I used to talk to my group fitness classes where I'd be like, all right, guys, three more sets, two more oh. sets, one more set. And like, she just stares at me. Like it's, it's so because like, I mean, normally you don't have an audience when you work out and it's like, I don't know, it's weird. So I have this animal staring at me and I found that I'm looking at her and being like, okay, we're going to do 10 lunges here (laughs) and you're really talking to yourself yes and I've I didn't realize that until today I was counting out loud and then I because I was doing high reps of things so I'm counting out loud and then I noticed myself being like okay three more 
two more, one more. <laughs> and then I looked over at my cat and she was judging me very harshly. So Llama. That's, that's my quarantine life. I got to meet Llama on Saturday. Yes, she did. That was oh, exciting. Yes, that was, yeah, that was. Because like Llama loves people. She's been really quiet since you left. I think she misses you. Oh, duh. Hello. Yeah. I'm her love. <laughs> yes, that's very true. <laughs> Brie, how's it going? Tell us what you've been up to because, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Oh gosh. Well, let's first start out with after we recorded our podcast last week, I got sick, <sighs> which is, it's not the best time to get sick based on what's going on in the world. No. And I didn't have a fever, started out with a cough. On Friday, I pretty much just laid in bed. I felt super achy. I was really, really tired with fatigue. And then on Saturday, I woke up and lost my sense of smell. And then my sense of taste. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. And I didn't think much about it until all of these reports came out yesterday and late Sunday about how that's a telltale sign, apparently, of coronavirus (gasps) if you lose your sense of smell. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. So everyone was telling me, people were tweeting at me. My mom was like, call a doctor. So in case anyone is wondering, I did call the doctor today. And if you actually have questions, this is a great tip. If you can't get a hold of anyone, I set up an online visit on Cleveland Clinic's site. And I directly spoke to a doctor, explained my symptoms, talked to them directly Uh, Because I haven't had a fever, they told me just to monitor my symptoms. I should be okay, but if I get a fever to call them back, they are only testing high-risk patients right now, so I don't qualify. So as of right now, that's that's what I'm going with. But I still can't smell and taste, which is no way to live, you guys. It really is sad. So are you like congested or can you still breathe and you just can't smell anything? Yeah, I can still breathe, which is the weirdest part of all of this is I haven't felt like a normal head cold, which typically happens when I lose my sense of smell or taste. Yeah. Um, And I don't really get allergies either. So it's been it's been weird. I've been like off and on just feeling pretty terrible. But again, like no fever. Uh, So I'm just balancing working from home, taking care of my kids, and not feeling 100%. And I have to say, you guys, you know my little dude stories, but 24-7 with little dude is out of control. So let me just tell you these stories, and then we'll move on, because I need to know what Brittany's been up to. So (laughs) first... He dropped some yogurt on the floor the other day, and we had, like, just mopped the floors, so thankfully that happened before. But he dropped yogurt on the floor. He bent down and licked it off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So I've had to, like, I never, like, there are things that I've said out loud that I never thought that I would ever utter in my lifetime that I just have to laugh about. So one of them was, no, don't lick the floor. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Number two, we watch the news a lot, and obviously they're only talking about the coronavirus. So yesterday we were sitting there at dinner, and my daughter so lovingly and compassionately says to me, like, Mommy, I don't want you to die from the coronavirus. She's she's legit concerned. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to die. I'll be okay. Then my son looks at me just as serious and was like, Mommy, if you die, I'm going to eat all the candy. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the difference between boys and girls. Yeah, and he's coming off of me telling him that he couldn't have another Reese's egg because he was, like, going hard on the dessert. 
So like in his mind, he was like, yes, if you die, I will get to eat another Reese's egg. Oh, gosh. Kid logic. You got to respect the game. I, I, I'm not mad about that. And then I... finally, finally, this working from home situation, you know, I do a lot of conference calls, a lot of video calls. He's used to technology, FaceTiming, uh, being on YouTube. So he will like pop into my video and he'll like take a little peek to see what's going on behind the scenes. And I happen to have my <laughs> my video unmuted and I was on a call with my boss. He pops his head and he was like, hi, poopy butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so this is day two of working from home with him. And oh, gosh. those are everything that has happened thus far. Oh my goodness. goodness. So yeah, I feel like I've aged 10 years in the last two days. <laughs> oh my goodness. So oh, shout out great. to everyone doing the same thing. I know that everyone is experiencing the same thing. So please share uh, what you're experiencing. I love to commiserate with someone. Yeah. Because <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> then, because like last week you were tweeting about little dude and you were refer like, because I guess it was one of those where it was uh, refer to your spouse or your, as your, or your children as yes. your coworker. <laughs> so you were calling little dude your coworker. And what did he, I don't know. He did something oh, that you tweeted yeah. and it made yep. me laugh. I, I forgot about that. That was actually a really good thread going around as well, where people that were working from home with their kids in the house to instead of referring to your child as a child refer to them as your coworker. So mine, my coworker called me in after he went number two to wipe his butt. Oh, yeah, that's so that's right. also like one of my favorite things. <laughs> <sighs> I don't get paid enough for this. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, kids. Yeah, Brittany, what about mm -hmm. you? Well, unlike everyone in America, I actually started a job this week. <laughs> what? Of course, Are because you sure? why wouldn't I? <laughs> um, for the first time in my life, I am somebody is claiming me as an essential employee, wow. which is amazing. And congratulations! Like yes. how? In what world? This is why we're living in a simulation. Never should I be considered an essential employee anywhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like regardless of the job, I am no. not essential. No, 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 no. So yeah, I'm an essential employee now. Um, so my first day at this new job was Monday. Um, I am officially a working class hero. That's yes. what my dad calls me every time I come home. Yeah, he says, "Oh, the working class hero is home." And I say, "Yeah, Dad. Think that's you think the bills are going to pay themselves?" So. <laughs> Roles have reversed. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, I also added something else in here, but I don't know if I want to talk about that. No, I feel like you need to say this. You don't yeah. have to give yeah, away who it is, but like I, I have so many questions after yeah. what you wrote. <laughs> yeah, you so can't. many questions. You, you can't. Yeah, you can't put this th in the rundown and not mention it. I like, really thought I was just gonna finesse right past. No, nope, you gotta talk about it. <laughs> I shouldn't have put it in there. All right, all right, all right. So, like you know, with the whole quarantine thing, you wonder how it affects like dating. So, I, I have this friend, a friend, ladies. A friend. Yeah, I have a friend who went on a date, technically to like a pharmacy, but <laughs> they also hung out in the parking lot for like an hour. Okay. And that's that's what dating is now. Okay. Rewind. Uh -huh. Yeah. Did they just like both sit in their cars and roll their windows down? <laughs> I mean, that's proper social distancing. 
from what I hear, and this, you know, word on the street, is that there was not social distancing, but it wasn't like a Baker Mayfield cheesecake factory. Yeah, that's oh, okay. that was different be... kind of parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I, gonna be, let me... that's going to be my next question. I was like, did they go to the cheesecake factory? Was it with Baker Mayfield? <laughs> <laughs> it was not with Baker, but um, apparently it was like the cutest date she's ever been on. You know, I could actually see coronavirus having a positive impact on dating life because you're supposed to social distance, which means you have to actually talk to someone. Right? I mean, I don't think that was necessarily the case in this one. <laughs> oh, okay. But it was It was like, it was very PG. And maybe like the coronavirus is like the cure-all to this. I mean, maybe. I don't... I don't know. So I still like I still have my dating apps. I haven't been super active on them just because I've been kind of busy and just haven't had the time to mm -hmm. think about dating anybody. Um, but I have gotten so many messages in the past 10 days of just like random guys because like you'll match with someone and then you might message back and forth. And after like two or three message, like people aren't feeling it. So you just conversation dies no one really cares like it's you know no skin off of anyone's back mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i'm getting like these messages from guys from like a year ago or like six months ago like there oh, was God. one mess that messaged me today who's in marietta georgia and i was just like this had to have been from when i was in nashville or something like how am i matched with someone in georgia dear lord so, are they like coming up with those real creative things too um no one asked me to play truth or dare um one asked me how much time i have what did he say he said i have all the time in the world i think truth or dare um yeah like what would be a dare i don't know did uh. you play no i didn't even respond are you kidding me i'm not gonna respond yes, to someone right. you need to start no. playing these games yes, so that we, we can actually, have stuff to talk about yes we should play them out on the podcast meredith yeah because Bree's married and i'm boring so like can you please do something i might i might and I, I just i'll have to i'll have to start matching with new people because here's the thing and this is like why i get kind of irritated by it is that they're you know guys that i because i would go back and look at the conversation and there was maybe three to four messages exchanged total and i was going back and looking at this and saying okay yeah i can see why i stopped responding or i can see why he stopped responding mm -hmm. and it's been months like six months eight months and all of a sudden they're randomly messaging me again and i'm like are you like are you that hard up for matches that you're like <laughs> going through your archives from the past year please so. just let me run your dating yes, yes I've, I've been saying forever Brittany that you should just control my bumble so that yeah. like my my bumble is officially in your hands you like you, I am clever AF and yes, it all goes are. to waste because I just, <laughs> it all goes down the toilet because what the hell am I going to do with all this cleverness, ladies? You uh, you are the official owner of my dating apps now. I, 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 I hand them all over to you. We'll have you wiped up in no time. Yes, we will report <laughs> okay. back next week with updates. <laughs> all right, guys. Well... Uh, not a lot happening in the sports world, but we will talk about the Browns a little bit because there was some news coming out of Berea today, um, and it really had to do with our new free agent signing. So to, to rewind a little bit, the Browns did sign a bunch of one-year free agents over the past weekend. I don't know if you guys caught that. I was laying in my deathbed, so I wasn't keeping up with everyone that they signed. But mm. the one thing that people have not been talking about from a Browns standpoint or that I haven't heard about is – 
our own fan favorite on the roster, Hollywood Higgins, who still remains a big question mark on if he will return to the Mm -hmm. Cleveland Browns. So I want to talk about him a little bit. How likely do you guys think it is that he remains with the Browns? And do you want him to? Okay. Obviously, like, I'm, (laughs) I'm a Hollywood fan. But I can't decide if that's because now that Dorsey's not here and because in my mind, Dorsey had it out for him. So, like, obviously, oh, I was going to yes. champion for him because I was so <laughs> anti-John Dorsey. And Freddie, it seemed like. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. But, no, like, I think that's why I had, you know, I was on the Hollywood train so hard. But now that, you know, my mind is clear and I'm looking at... <laughs> Corona clear. <laughs> now that I'm in love with um, Andrew Barry, I <laughs> I am I am 100 ready to stand for anything that he decides mm-hmm. to do with Hollywood. Which I think, if I had to guess, I'd say they'd probably keep him. I don't know how much he'll get used. You know what I mean? Just because. Um, I think la- didn't we talk about Stefanski and like the sets that he runs last week and the the three yep. wide receiver side like yep he doesn't really do that that's not really up in his wheelhouse um, so I would look to them to like shift away from that more so I th- I think they'll still like hold on to him but you know if they don't I'm sorry Hollywood I, know. I did what I could I I <laughs> I was good when John Dorsey hated you. This one makes me sad because in 2018, he played really, really well. And he had a place in the offense. And obviously last year, the injury happened, I think, way too early. And then we have no idea what happened after he came back from the injury. We just know that he wasn't utilized. He wasn't Mm -hmm. playing. There seemed to be bad blood, as Brittany mentioned. But it feels like he could have been a key piece of the offense. And I don't know if we will ever get to see him utilize in that space again and I think it'll be probably pretty tough for them to warrant keeping him however I think the only hope that I hang on to with Hollywood is the fact that the free agency market for wide receivers I don't know how high it will be from a salary standpoint because I do feel like the draft has some pretty good wide receivers in it where teams may be able to get a value versus paying a wide receiver that's currently looking to get a payday So I think that could be the one thing going for the Browns and Hollywood. Yeah. And I also think that the one-year deals are smart. And so one of the reasons why I really, really like the one-year deals that Andrew Barry is doing is because it's low risk. Because when you had John Dorsey in as general manager, if it wasn't his guy, he just cut everyone and he got rid of everyone. Whereas I think what Andrew Barry is doing is he's giving – these guys essentially approve it year. Like you're going to get this one year deal. We're going to see how you fit in our scheme. And if you do, Mm -hmm. then resign. And if you don't, then release them at the end of the year. And then I think they're also thinking about um, 2021 because that's when the full collective bargaining agreement takes place. And so I think that'll like change salary caps. Um, I think they're also looking into the future for when Baker Mayfield's contract is up, because as long as he, you know, lives up to the expectations that we all have for him, he's going to have a huge payday coming. So, you know, as long as we get progressive Baker and not regressive Baker, I think they're keeping, you know, they're (laughs) so they're keeping that in mind. So I actually I really like the fact that they're doing these one year deals because I think he's kind of 
feeling out what they already have on the roster, see what fits mm. into the scheme. And if, you know, and it's one of those things where like, okay, if, you know, they give Hollywood Higgins a one-year deal and he doesn't fit into the scheme, it's not going to be Andrew Barry cleaning house because it's not Andrew Barry's guys. It's mm. Andrew Barry saying, okay, but. let me, yeah, let me see what I have first. And then if it doesn't work, then I'll cut you. So that's why I really like the, the strategy that he's going with. But Hollywood, he's a Sashi guy, correct? Uh, yes, I believe so. And according to Twitter, Sashi and Andrew Barry are the same person. Yes. So, because <laughs> Twitter is always 100% correct about everything. They are the exact same person. Hashtag thanks, Sashi. <laughs> Sashi Ward. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, I I can't sometimes with Twitter. I I, I literally twitted tw- twitted. <laughs> Is that like quitting Twitter? You twitted? Oh no, I was just gonna say I tweeted in- innocently, so or so I thought on Sunday. I don't about wanting everybody to stay at home so the NFL season doesn't get canceled because the Browns were going to have a revenge season, and the amount of people attacking me because I said the Browns were going to have a revenge oh. season was unbelievable. I was oh like, my Guys, goodness. Clearly, you have no idea who I am because this is so on brand for me. <laughs> Seriously. But then I had the other side that was like, people are dying and you care about sports. And I was like, Jesus. So then we had Corona Dale was back. Corona oh, jeez. Well, and also like, like and, I, and I saw, like, I saw a few responses. Like, there was one person that was like, I can't stay home. I have to work. And it's like, well, we're not talking about you. Like, I know. I know. Not everything is about you. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> everything is about everyone. Apparently. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I saw that tweet and I'm like, I get it. Cause it's one of those things where sports means normalcy. So for us, and I know for me, especially like once sports start coming back, even if it comes back in a limited capacity with either uh, shortened seasons or games without, you know, spectators having sports back means that we're, you know, one step closer back to being normal. Yes. So uh, to me, that was so that's what I took out of that tweet, Brie, from you is that you're wanting things, to, you're wanting the curve to get flat and you want things to get back to normal. Yes. And the Browns playing means that things are starting to calm down and get back to normal. So that was my takeaway from that tweet. Thank you. That is exactly what I was going for. Plus, I feel like sports is a unifier as well. It's yes. a place where we all come together, put aside our differences for the most part. But it was funny because for whatever reason, there were a lot of people from Canada that what? were commenting on it. Yeah, there was one guy in particular, and I'm going to just call him out because he doesn't listen to us, guarantee he doesn't follow me. It has nothing to do with Cleveland. And he gave me this big, long sob story about how sports sports people are bullies and how he was bullied because he wasn't good at sports. And literally, what? it was like this bad. I just had to stop. I, I couldn't even I couldn't even converse with him because it was just about how it was such a horrible experience. I was like, okay, first of all, you're generalizing every single person that plays sports. Like, that's not true. There are plenty of good nerds out there that are also into sports or play sports. So just stop with this whole rhetoric. But yeah, people from Canada were all over this tweet for whatever reason. Oh Canada hates I have a question. I yes. have a question for you. Now, I have a theory about this. And I'm going to ask you because you're kind of in the same boat. At what point like when you get a certain amount of followers at what point did twitter stop being fun for you oh probably right around now <laughs> <laughs> i i have a ten thousand follow yeah i think theory. you're exactly right when you hit that all of a sudden 
you regret everything you ever put out there yes because you there is like everyone just has something to say and probably at least 40 percent of it is nasty and you're just like you know what like yesterday oh my gosh it wasn't a dale it was a tracy oh tracy oh i think i know exactly who you're talking about yeah like i had i was at work because i am a working class hero now obviously Mm, mazel tov (laughs) duh and um tracy doesn't respect that clearly so she tweeted at me asking for the names of the democratic senators who who didn't pass the bill and i'm like Tracy, are you kidding me? Like, I I had to work. I am an essential, okay? I am on day one of my yeah. job. How dare you? Also, I am taking care of the youth of America, Tracy. I don't have time to deal with your crap. Also, and the fact that she, like, looked me up after a week yeah. to, to ask me. Also, there's a little something called Google where you could easily find that out yourself. Like, exactly. So here's the thing that I appreciate about you tweeting those things out, Brittany, is that it's a, you know, it's a nice public service where, you know, just like, hey, like, here are some things that happened and it's, you know, in a nice, you know, little present for everyone. So you don't have to search around and try and find it. But, you know, yeah. it's one of those things where it's it's not your job to right. inform people exactly. of which senators voted for what. You just do it because you wanted to be nice to your followers. And, oh, my God, the one time you couldn't do it, Tracy lost her mind. Like, Google it, Tracy. Right. And let's let's be clear here. I wasn't going to do it anyway, even if I wasn't aware. <laughs> like, that was never on the agenda. I was never going to throw them under the bus. <laughs> but, you know, like talking about anything political even like the one day when i talked about the um senators who voted no or no the congress people who voted no um you know i listed out their names and i didn't say anything more than that i just said here are the people that voted no blah blah, blah. gave them a list gave them like you know the links so they could look up themselves and the, of course like that was me being terrible and i got a super attack that day yeah. political dales came out oh. political tracy's came yeah out. i remember i saw that and i was just like people are being so horrible for no reason at all and i just it, it was like one of those where um it's like that scene from the newsroom i don't know if you guys ever saw it but when there was a a scene where they had the comments on the website uh the main character will mcavoy who's played by uh, jeff mcdaniel insisted that in order to comment on the website you had to put like your name your full name your address and your phone number or something like that because he wanted to know who was tweeting nasty things at him like that's almost <laughs> like what that reminded me of be like okay if you're gonna be a dale you need to put your first name your last name your phone number your address and the last four <laughs> digits of your social security number <laughs> i have to applaud you though Brittany, because tweeting about political stuff definitely lends yourself from having people attack you regardless of what your views are oh, and for that's sure. one thing that i tend to steer clear on just because i get attacked for just posting things about the browns that yeah. i'm like i can't go down this path and i applaud you for that because it is definitely a place that gets really really nasty very very quickly for and sure it's really hard to swallow sometimes what people post about you and i will say like you also take a lot of heat from a small group of women that is so disappointing to look at um day to day because i just don't understand what the purpose is of tearing someone else down for literally no reason and i will i will say i will stand up for you because i have never seen you sit here and attack someone insult someone call someone names all three of us on this show i've never witnessed that like that is not what we are about and it's really disappointing when you see other people doing that to us i don't get it no i'm totally with you and um 
you know, I think I've talked about this before, but like when that happens, because it does happen, you know, pretty often now, especially, you know, since I tweet about politics once in a while, which I never used to do, but then it got to a point where to me, it was like too important to not talk about. So I was like, okay, I know I'm going to catch heat, but I'm going to catch heat for anything that I say at this point anyways, it doesn't matter. So, you know, I started talking about politics a little bit more, but, um, people reach out to me and they're like, you know, it's really cool how you handle it and you don't get like upset because you know it never like depresses me i have enough stuff going on in my life all the time i don't you know, if you want to tweet mean things that's fine but um no it's reason... not fine because we'll come after you <laughs> the reason it is is because if you like you know i have that list of things that are really important to me and like if it's not on that list then i don't it's not gonna make me upset like i will only allow myself to be happy about a few things and only allow myself to get upset about a few things otherwise like i tend to stay pretty neutral and you know it sounds really simple and kind of silly if you think about it but that's how i deal with it i just say okay is your name dunkin donuts <laughs> <laughs> and i don't even get mad at dunkin donuts when they mess up my order anymore yeah i saw that today you gave me i pass. know I am growing. Look at me. Oh, I'm flourishing in this virus era. Thank you on the job, too, and you're a woman. I must have missed that where they messed up your order, but I'm I'm glad you didn't get mad at them because they still love you, Brittany. I know. And you know what? They had to be there making my coffee this morning. I'm just like, God, I feel terrible. So it was terrible. Whatever they made me was horrific. It tasted like cough syrup. But I was like, I'm just going to sit here and drink it because God bless the people working at Dunkin'. I love you so much. Give me free stuff. <laughs> Sponsor our show. Thank you. Yes. They're, they're cold brew. I really like their cold brew. It's strong. That's what that, I ordered that today with the, the Irish. Uh, you know, I have I have problems. Because I always want to say Jameson when I say Irish cream. <laughs> Freudian slip you there. would you would not believe how many times i pull up to a starbucks and almost ordered jameson because i was thinking <laughs> irish i already forgot it irish cream that's what it is okay <laughs> uh, i wish i could taste anything at this point oh well the duncan cold brew is really strong i don't put flavor in it i just drink it black but it's the only cold brew that i'll actually let them put ice in because normally if i get cold brew from somewhere i don't like ice in it because i think it waters it down but the stuff from Duncan is so strong where I'm just like, all right, I need a little bit of ice in this. Meredith, have oh, you man. ever made ice cubes out of cold brew coffee? Because that is the way to do it. I, ha- I have not done that, but I have seen it so many times and that needs to be on my list of things yes. to do. It's going to be one of my core. That's going to be like my DIY quarantine thing. Yes. That I put up yes. on it. It's like going to be the one like non workout challenge that I post up on Instagram. It's going to be like, <laughs> hey, I'm making ice cube coffee. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Wow. We went down a very different path I know, than I expected right? talking about Hollywood Higgins but here we are <laughs> so I wanted I did want to touch on though Case Keaton and Austin Hooper because they were on the interview circuit uh this week hopefully mm-hmm. socially distancing on the interview circuit because we don't need anyone to catch the corona uh but Case Keenum confirmed the obvious for us today Browns fans are the best in the NFL and here's why He talked about his experience playing against the Browns, and I think this was from a couple of years ago, lining up against Miles Garrett. He was talking about how the stadium was the loudest he ever heard of it. He also posted an IG video with his son talking about his excitement. And then the last thing that I wanted to touch on was he did say that Baker Mayfield immediately reached out to him upon the news of him signing. So I feel like that says a lot about Baker Mayfield. I don't know really what you guys does. felt I, about that. 
I love it. I absolutely love it because I was in, so I was in DC, the, and this is probably one of my favorite drafts of all time, but when the Redskins drafted both RG3 and Kirk Cousins in the same year, in the same draft, which was like a shock to most of us, um, I remember there were all these stories coming out of the locker room of how RG3 refused to talk to Kirk Cousins, like didn't interact with him, gave him the cold shoulder, pretended he didn't exist because RG3 doesn't like competition. Like he might have his little pressure diamond, whatever stupid phrase he likes to spout off, but he doesn't believe it um, mm -hmm. based on the stories that I've heard from the locker room. Uh, and so the fact that it's the exact opposite with Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum, it just makes me so proud of, of Baker. And I'm just like really, really happy for, for how this relationship is working out. I wonder if they're going to have an RV like they did 2000. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so, too. I hope they record it. <laughs> and then Austin Hooper also spoke out about Baker Mayfield and how he was a fan of him prior to signing, which I thought was interesting. Mary Kay Cabot put out an article today with all this information, so please find it and read it. It was good content, Mary Kay. Uh, but he essentially said he played against Baker Mayfield live. He saw his arm strength in person, his competitive spirit the way that he was able to rally the team around him really sold Austin Hooper from making that final call. Now I will kind of call BS a little bit on that because you were also now the highest paid tight end in the league. So <laughs> I'm going to say that that had a little bit to do with it, Austin, but he also spoke very highly of Baker. So again, I hope that the NFL season happens because I'm excited and anxious to see the new group together. Heck yeah. Also didn't correct me if I'm wrong here, but didn't Mary Kay, I don't know if this is the same article. She wrote something about the quarterback competition, if there was going to be one between Case Keenum and Baker. Is that correct? Did anyone was see that? Was this part of an Ask Me Any or a, a yes, Mary yes, Kay yes. mailbag oh, or something? Oh, one of the, yeah. I, I think one of their uh, Hey Mary Kay is, I think, what they're called. Yes. Um, yeah, so I don't, I never, I never read that. I didn't hear about it. I imagine that probably someone asked her that question and then she answered it, but from what I recall from like the words coming out of her mouth directly was that there's no quarterback competition here. So that's what I remember her saying. I, I never, I don't remember seeing anything in an article that she wrote. Yeah. I, usually... I think if you, if you want to be, if you want to just laugh about this, I think people were mad at her because someone asked that question to her. Of that's course. what I thought. Yes. Yeah. I thought that I saw a tweet, a few tweets that were like, Oh, here she is stirring the pot again. And then I think I saw Jake Burns, tweet about it and he's like guys it's not what you think it is she would have answered the same way that anyone else that was upset with the question would have answered it like, yeah stop yeah because mary Kay is now a goddess and <laughs> she is queen of content so show some respect that's right that's right well baker mayfield also this week talking about nothing going on in sports he <laughs> <laughs> he posted oh a no video this is going on <laughs> he posted a video of himself doing push-ups i think yeah because yeah, he Those did the push-ups yeah because he did the tag 10 challenge they were like the tyrannosaurus rex push-ups oh, where like his arms were like little and he was pumping up and down the t-rex push-ups i do those oh my god so do you do you remember the video um there's it looked like a little poodle or something in a cardboard box and it had jump around in the background and the dog is like 
head banging to jump around. <laughs> yes, that's yes. what that reminded me of when Baker with his hair flopping back and forth. That hair. It reminded me of the little jump around dog in the little I box. I mean, Baker I can't win. He can't win. Well, here's the thing, and I and I said this to you guys. I have picked like I have posted myself doing push-ups on Instagram. I'm probably going to do it again tomorrow because I love those tag 10 challenges and I've been tagged so many times. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm like, my push-ups look better than Baker Mayfield's. There's no way that I should be doing better push-ups than a professional athlete. Like that should be, he should look at my Instagram and be embarrassed. I mean, your push-ups look good. Thank you. I was creeping on you before we started <laughs> about the handstand, which yes. I'm now going to do, we everyone. We have to talk so about be this ready. because we're going to start our own challenge for Twitter, going around the Twitter. I, everyone's getting tagged on Instagram, but I think we should put this on Twitter, you guys, and start doing the challenge for all of our Browns Twitter people. Because okay. everybody commenting on Baker's push-ups, I was like, okay, you guys show me what your 10 push-ups look like. Yeah, That's exactly we'll that. why I didn't comment on it. <laughs> See, you're smart. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Mine would look way worse. Well, I did yeah. comment because I have video proof on the internet of me doing really good push-ups. So that is true. I, I feel comfortable commenting on Baker's terrible push-ups. And again, I'm still going to think of the jump around dog every time he does them with his hair going back and forth. <laughs> All right. So Do you guys Meredith... remember that video of me doing the stir the pot? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. If that's mm-hmm. any indication, Brittany, of your push-ups, <laughs> you're going to look like noodle arms. Remember Patty Mayonnaise from Doug? That's like what I envisioned you looking like doing push-ups. <laughs> noodle arms. My dad noodle called me butter muscles. <laughs> My sister once told me I was built like a praying mantis, and I think about it like every once in a while. <laughs> I was like, that's the meanest and most accurate thing I've ever heard. That's, that's, <laughs> praying that's not mantis. that mean. That's not that mean. Oh. I mean, they're, they're definitely like worse things you could be compared to, because like praying mantises are like delicate and beautiful. Yes. So there you go. That's You're right. De- you are delicate and beautiful and long and you lean. You know who isn't delicate and beautiful, you guys? <laughs> mm-hmm. Big Ben, did you see his video? Oh my god, he does not have mirrors in his house. I my mean, only conclusion. we've been quarantined for a week and a half. Meanwhile, <laughs> Big Ben has been quarantined apparently for an entire year. Yeah. He looks like uh, Tom Hanks in um, uh, yes, Castaway. Castaway. Yes. yes. I was frightened. I was like, who is this man? I didn't recognize he, him. I feel like he finally looks like what he's always looked like in my head. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Like he is his final form right now. <laughs> he's he's made it to the boss level. This is the Big Ben I've always pictured, and now he's just living it. The slob that he is. Yeah, I found it very hypocritical that a there was a Pittsburgh fan, a Steelers fan, making fun of Baker's push-ups. And I was like, man, this is bold because your quarterback came out looking like <laughs> a homeless creep. He hasn't done a push-up since 2003. I promise you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, that the sporting world, there's not a lot going on. And, uh, but I, I do have to give a shout out though to our Browns owners, the Haslams, because they did announce a $1.5 million donation yesterday uh, that goes to the COVID 19 relief efforts. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all acknowledge that the Browns record has been less than ideal since the Haslams took over. But I don't think any of us can deny everything that they've done for the community of Cleveland, as well as the entire state of Ohio. 
And I found it so fascinating that people were still commenting that this wasn't enough and them donating one and a half million dollars was the equivalent of us donating like $57. I mean, come on, people. Like, can you just be happy? You know, I wanted to comment on this like in the worst way because I I appreciate when people do stuff like this. They don't have to. The Haslam's didn't have to do that. People are like, well, they should have given more. They could have given nothing at all. Exactly. So you're sitting here complaining about this. But then I think about like the state of our like country. And, you know, there's like this political revolution of like socialism and stuff. And they're like, yeah, let the rich people pay for it. <laughs> I'm not totally against that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit this one out. <laughs> Thank you, Haslam, for giving what you did. Thank you. I mean, and also, if you've ever worked for a charitable organization or if you've ever raised money for anything, it's like the every dollar counts kind Mm -hmm. of mentality. Like, I remember even, like, being with the Girl Scouts and selling cookies. I can I, I remember so many times you'd go to somebody's door and they would say, well, I don't really want any cookies or, you know, it's four and a half dollars for a box is more than I can afford. But I have a dollar here. I'm willing to give a dollar to your troop. You know, like that's the kind of thing yeah. where, you know, like a dollar doesn't seem like a lot. But, you know, in the long run, if every person who didn't want a box of Girl Scout, no, I mean, everyone wants Girl Scout cookies. But, you know, if you have someone who can't who can't really afford that kind of luxury, which, you mm-hmm. know, I grew up in a very poor neighborhood, so that was not out of the ordinary but for them to be like okay but i'm still gonna try and find a way to give to you anyway even though it's not much it adds up yeah it really does so i mean you know it's the whole you know every penny counts kind of mentality yeah and it's nice to see people stepping up and again they don't have to do this nobody is telling you know all the rich people hey you guys gotta put your money together and fix all this they don't have to haslam's could have sat back and just said oh you know what take care of yourselves so you know haslam's Dan Gilbert took care of people in Cleveland during the... I mean, you know, we're seeing them show up. Well, (laughs) well, I mean, you brought up Dan Gilbert, but it was really funny because, like, a lot of these NBA owners, I feel like they weren't, you know, outside of Gilbert and maybe Mark Cuban, like, Mm -hmm. they weren't really going to take care of the hourly employees, like, at their arenas and within their organization. And then all of a sudden, you know, Kevin uh, Kevin Love donates $100,000, and then Mm -hmm. another NBA player donates $100,000. And all of a sudden, these players, you know, around the uh the nba are are donating to the workers that help run the arenas during games and then the owners are like oh well this is embarrassing for us so i guess we better take care of our people you know like the haslam's didn't the haslam's didn't need to be embarrassed into donating one and a half million dollars no but i don't feel like dan gilbert did it because he was embarrassed yeah i think other in my mind like i oh i i said this when it happened i was like i never questioned whether or not he would do it like to me, Dan, that's just something Dan Gilbert would do, and he did it. And I don't think it was because he felt pressured into doing it, or you know, he he felt like, oh, it's gonna make me look bad if Kevin Love gives them money and I don't. I just felt, you know, he's always done a lot for uh, Michigan, like Detroit area. He's he he brings a lot of revenue to Cleveland. Like he just seemed like the kind of person that want to give back to the community. And kudos to the Haslam's for following suit. Well, yeah, and I wasn't trying to pick on Dan Gilbert. I think I was, you know, using that as like a general yeah um, example because there were a few NHL teams. Like I want to say it was like the the Jets and the Senators. I think were two NHL teams that were not going to pay their Mm -hmm. their workers for time lost and then there was you know some pretty horrific backlash public backlash and then they backtracked on it so you know those are the kinds of owners that i'm thinking of 
which yeah. were, you know, some of the NHL's owners, a few of the NBA owners that had zero plans of taking care of their people until all of a sudden it was like, well, you know, you, it's it's the right thing to do. Like, this is something right. you should do. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Gilbert didn't have to have to be, you know, embarrassed into it. I'm glad that the Haslam's didn't have to be embarrassed into it. So I think that's something that we can be proud of in Cleveland. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. And you already know what it's going to be, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do you think Dolan will do it too? <laughs> because I'm not going to be the bad guy here and say anything. I'm just going to ask the question. I mean, opening day is not sold. I'm just, oh, that just made me sad to even make that joke. <laughs> opening day would have been two days from now. It would have been on Thursday. I know, Thursday. it's supposed to be like 65 yeah. degrees too. I know. Crazy. And, of course. And everyone course. was saying it was going to be like 12 snowing. degrees and snowing on March yeah. 26th. Uh, but yeah, I... um. I would I would be shocked. Wouldn't if, hold your breath. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Should we get to uh, ask me anything? Because we've got a lot of them. I want to make sure yeah, we have some time it. for it. Sure. Let's do okay. it. Okay. And I like how you broke them up into categories, I know, too. I'm... I don't even do that. <laughs> you really want the extra mile That's my... Right? Yeah, we actually have a question about this. So maybe I'll use this for my, mm-hmm. my answer. So I'm going to kick off with that, actually. So in the random question category, ladies... What is the nerdiest thing? This could be an activity or fandom each of you partake in. This came from Tim at Timinator45x. Timinator. I like Hi, that Tim. handle. I know him. He's a nice guy. Um, ooh, nerdiest. I do a lot of nerdy things. I do too. <laughs> I really do. Like, I don't know. I, oh, you go first. Well, like, I have... Can it be something we don't, like, actively partake in but just happens to us? And it's a nerdy thing. Sure, whatever you want. I get nosebleeds, <laughs> which oh. I just feel like is a very nerdy thing to happen. <laughs> I get nosebleeds. I have a really embarrassing story that it's not even appropriate to tell, so I'm not going to. I'll tell you guys after we're done. Okay. But um, so the, the nerdiest thing I actively partake in is um probably Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Oh, do you? Oh, I, I do. I it's like never one of my favorite things. I've never seen a Star Wars episode, movie, whatever. <gasps> oh my oh, gosh. I, I just started watching um, The Mandalorian this week um, <gasps> since my brother just got Disney Plus. So yeah. I'm like three episodes in. And I just, I, I mean, I don't really know what's going on. All I know is that there's a baby Yoda and I want him. Like, he's so oh, yes. cute. Um, but like, I, so I love, um, comic book movies i'm not big into comic books but i love all like i've seen every marvel movie i've Ooh. seen most marvel tv shows and like ev- like anything that was like on netflix hulu like the like the defenders jessica jones all of it like i love those um i don't know if harry potter counts as a nerdy fandom but i am like probably one of the biggest harry potter nerds i know so like those oh are gosh. yeah so like marvel anything harry potter anything those are some and I read a lot of like my favorite like novel of genre is science fiction. Like I read a ton of science fiction and fantasy. So I guess that can be considered nerdy. Brie, what's your nerdy? How, talk nerdy to us. Yeah. Brie. Well, I would say just based on how I organize this list, I, I do. I am very anal when it comes to like organization at work and lists and color coding. I color coded my entire closet. Um. So I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm type A in that sense. Are um, you Marie Kondo? Is that what you're telling no, us? No, not not 100% because I'm not a hoarder, but I don't like to get rid of things. So I did not get on that bandwagon last year. But I did I did color code. 
and organize my closet. So like it starts with gray and then I go into black and it's organized by like sleeve length as well. So it's like tank tops, short sleeves, long sleeves. Um, I'm like staring at a pile of clothes right now. That's just like, it's kind of, they're, they're clean and I haven't folded them yet. Like I took them out of the laundry yesterday. I just, I just dive into my closet, whatever sticks and and just wear out. Yeah. And then I did end up folding my shirts like Marie Kondo though. I did end up doing that because I have a lot of t-shirts thanks to all the Cleveland companies. Um, shout out Beleza and Sizzle or hey. Beleza and Style. Um, but I did fold. I like Sizzle better. <laughs> I, I know Beleza like, and Sizzle. That just rolled right out the tongue. <laughs> um, I rolled them up so you can see like what the graphic is, so that if I want to wear something, I know exactly what it looks like, which I would actually highly recommend. Okay, well. Bree's going to come and organize my closet. So. I have plenty of time now. Yeah. Bree, come and organize my entire life. Okay, I will. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's do a sports question. Let's see. <laughs> we'll just do the first one. When did you first get into Cleveland sports? This is from Brian Scuttle at... <laughs> you picked the hardest name. Scuttle Lemur. I don't know. That was good. That like, was is good. it maybe like lemur, yeah. like the animal? Maybe lemur? scuttle lemur. That's cute. I'll leave it at that. Because lemurs are cute. Yeah. So when did you get into Cleveland sports? Oh well, I'll take this one. I think we've talked a little bit about this before, but it was a family pass down tradition. So my parents uh, have always liked Cleveland sports. My grandma, um, rest in peace, grandma. But she also was a huge mm-hmm. Indians fan, Browns fan, Cavs fan. So. Um, I pretty much was born and handed a basketball, football, baseball. So from age two, I guess. I, I remember um, wanting a Bernie Cozart jersey when I was two years old. I swear, oh, wow. I, was, I swear, I was a boy in another life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was my first start in love. Um, well, I got into Cleveland sports because it's my job. Because <laughs> I moved to Cleveland. I moved to Cleveland. <laughs> well, I moved. I moved to Cleveland to be in the sports media here. But um, my dad was born and raised in Cleveland, so you know we grew up with Browns and Indians games in the house like all the time. I mean, uh, granted, my brother and I used to watch DC sports, like we watched the Redskins and the Capitals and the Orioles because the Nationals didn't exist when I was a kid, but. That was what we had most of the time growing up, but we, my dad always tried to make sure to take us to Indians games or something like that anytime we came back to visit the family in Cleveland. So I've been around Cleveland sports my whole life. Um, and then I want to say um, well, the Redskins started to get like really embarrassing around 2013, 2014, when it was more than just losing, when it was just a whole mess of garbage between Dan Snyder and, and Scott McLuhan and just everything that the organization was doing was embarrassing. So I kind of stepped away from the NFL because I just, I had no team to cheer for. And then, I mean, I obviously paid attention to the Titans when I lived in Nashville, but I never really felt a connection to them. And then obviously I came here to work in sports and I felt a connection to the Browns and the organization. And if, for whatever reason, now I don't want to, but if if there's, you know, whatever reason where I left Cleveland, I would still consider myself a Browns fan. I would still watch them on Sundays and I would still cheer for them. So, you know, even though it was a byproduct of my work, uh, I do consider myself a legitimate Browns fan. Yay. 
Um, okay, so for me, this is actually, you guys want to hear a cute story? Yes, always. This is a good one. Okay, so, like, I, of course, I the Indians were, like, my first love, and it was because my, uh, I, we live in a duplex, right? So, like, my whole life growing up, it was, you know, my family, and then my great-grandma and great-grandpa lived on the opposite side of the duplex. And every night, you know, I'd take a shower at night and then I'd go over next door and I would watch the Indians games with my great grandpa and he would sit there and brush my hair at night. Oh, I know. I love Isn't that. that so cute? That's adorable. So that's, yeah, that's when I first started watching the Indians um, on a regular basis. So I was like little, little, probably 94, 95. And yeah, that's when I first got into sports. Love. And then it just tailspin from there. <laughs> Oh, all right, Meredith, you are up. All right. I will take one from the personal life category because that's one we haven't gotten yet. Getting saucy. Mm, Should I go with the first one? You have to. Okay. So the first one on the list is um, from Bucks Forever 17. Uh, Do you have a Twitter crush? Do you guys have a Twitter crush? Is that like a thing, like a real thing? So uh, it's absolutely a real thing. Um, There have been people that I've like followed on Twitter where I was just like, oh, I like that person. You know, did you like like them for their picture or for their content? uh, Usually for the content. So, um, but you know, picture never hurts. But no, I I think it's a real thing. Like I do think that, um, you know, Twitter crushes are real because it's almost like in high school where you're like in math class and the like cute boy that sits across the the, the front on the other side of the classroom but you never really get to talk to him but you stare at him every day like that's like mm-hmm. that to me that's like kind of the modern day twitter crush but okay the question twi- is do you have twitter a twitter crush? twitter crush so who is your twitter so, crush me or brie meredith go you got to take this one Oh, I don't know if I have one at the moment, but there's a handful of um, Brown's Twitter and it's all women who I just absolutely adore (laughs) and love. So I can like go through a list of and I'll I'll stick to the ones that I haven't met in person. So I would say like Gab Gowdy is one that I definitely have a crush on. Um, There's a uh, Rochelle is one that I have a crush on. Um, There's a I can't remember. I think her name is Kate. Yes, she's like yep. she tweets us yeah. some of the most she tweets at, at all of us like the best Browns takes every week and yes, like top tier Twitter crush for me. So I would say just the majority, uh, pretty much all of like the Brown, like the female Browns fans that we all follow and interact with. All also the time. Autumn. Yes, Autumn. Yes, Autumn. Yeah. I love oh you, my Autumn. Gosh, so, die. I know. So I'm sticking because like because obviously we have we like we know like Angela is in there, but like Angela and I hang out in real life. So I mean, I definitely have a crush on her, too. But like I was going I was sticking with the ones that I haven't met in real life. So Jenna, obviously, our, you know, our partner in crime slash friend of the show because she does our T-shirts. I uh, She's a Twitter crush. Yes. So. What I about can... the dudes? Where are the dudes? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a dude Twitter crush, Brittany? I have thousands. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to spill the tea. The I, know. I know. I know. I have thousands. Number one. Well, this is actually breaking news. I don't know if you guys saw this, but me and Drew Gooden are basically married now. 
Oh, oh. Because he he responded. Oh yes, I did see that. I did see <laughs> yes. That. So I'm off the market, FYI. Oh, does but that if oh, I weren't off the market? Does that mean that I have to marry Trevor Bauer because he responded to one of my tweets once? You're not allowed to marry Trevor. Bauer. <laughs> True Gooden is a good man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to guess one of my Twitter crushes, who would it be? Are we going male or female? Male. Okay, this is in brown circle. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go Pete Smith. That's who I was going to guess. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Pete Smith is my burner account. I have made this very clear. Oh, the truth comes I out. am Pete Smith. <laughs> I love Friend your of the show, Pete Smith. Oh, you're going to start <laughs> tweeting your political opinions from your Pete Smith Twitter account. <laughs> me, me and my burner account, Pete Smith, we go back and forth about Joe Biden and Bernie all the time. Yeah. It's fun to have conversations with myself. Yes, and the and the Simpsons gifts too. I love yes. those. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. We're 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 the same person. Just FYI. Okay. Um. But my number one, my number one Twitter crush. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Tony Pizza. Yes. Oh, yes. And I should that should have been a given. Yes. I, I can't believe you guys didn't guess it. Well, he yes. hasn't. I haven't seen I'm him so tweet in a while. So disappointed. He just tweeted myself. me like three times today. Did he really? I yeah. like. I haven't been on my personal Twitter too terribly much um just like they're like with everything going on i've been like kind of overwhelmed with some of the work stuff but like today i was on twitter a little bit more but there's just like there's a lot of like covid and political tweets clogging up my timeline so i feel like Mm -hmm. i'm missing a lot of the content that i actually like such as tony pizza's tweets listen i crush tony pizza so hard that i retweet like every one of his responses to me yeah he's good he's really good definitely good twitter um... crush I had to echo what Meredith was saying about the female Browns Twitter crowd. I 100% agree. And there's a couple of, like, moms that I also really like following um, on Twitter. There's Joy, who is hilarious. <gasps> oh, Joy. yeah. Joy is very funny. Princess Joy. Wiki. Um, I don't know if you guys follow her, but she's a mom of three. Uh, yes. She is – she's a really big Indians fan, but she yes. also tweets a lot about her kids, so I love her. And then my my male Twitter crush, um, and I can say this because he's also married, and I'm married. Um, I have a couple. Jake Burns. I love Jake Burns and his contact or content. We had him on the show, yes. obviously. But I also really stand for his wife. I follow her on Instagram, and she's a hairdresser, and she's amazing. Ooh. Um, yeah, and they have a little boy as well who is adorable. Um, and then Jeff Lloyd, I feel like Jeff Lloyd is to me what Pete Smith is to Brittany. <laughs> Jeff's like dad, like dad Jeff. And he's a girl dad, so I just like love when he talks about Is girls. Jeff your burner account? <laughs> you know, have, have we ever seen Brie and Jeff in the same no, place? We have no. not, no. All right. No. Theory's out there. Man, I need, I need to get a burner account now. We need to figure out who my burner account is. There you go. Hmm. I have to think about that. Um. I also really like Brown's <laughs> therapy. His memes are always on point. That's oh, a good yes. one. Hilarious. Um, okay. Should... Uh, also, what's that Brown, the mock draft? Brown's mock oh, draft? Oh, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. He's great. I forget his real name, but I love him <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some good ones out there. Some really good ones. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys. So we're going to go to question number two. I'm going to go back to the random cues. And actually, this one, this is so funny. <laughs> So this one comes from Rick Fawcett at Whitetown Rick. Rick was my science teacher in high school. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop. No, and it's so funny because I love when 
my local people find me on Twitter and <laughs> it's just such a weird moment, but I love, I love him. Uh, he was also That's my awesome. track coach. So this is a very fitting question. Oh God. If we had a, that's what B said track meet. <laughs> I was praying. you. <laughs> oh, I've been thinking about this all day. And what oh, event have... would each of you participate in? Brittany, this is an easy answer for you. I have your event. What event? Well, because of your long limbs, you would obviously be, you would probably be doing the pole vault. Here's the problem with that. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, my problem with track and field, here's my issue with all of it, like all parts of it, why I would not be good at anything, and I never have been. When I was younger, okay, so when I was younger, I, <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh. Of course. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was in track and field. Oh, boy emphasis on the field okay so i used to do like discus what? and shot no what? Stop. you're with your noodle arms <laughs> yeah i was about to say you're too skinny to do shot put i was not i was like hefty when i was in like eighth grade no. i was i was a hoss oh my so, god and like i wasn't even good at anything like you have but to have some meat I, on your bones to do shot put i was meaty i'm telling you well Okay, so Brittany, you're gonna be the shot putter mm -hmm. in the discus because you do have the big. No, hand. I can't do it. I can't do it now because now I'm like frail and old. <laughs> but like, so that's why I wouldn't be good at that now because now I'm just noodle arms could you and do, butter muscles. Could you do what long jump? jumping? Yeah, yeah, because you're tall. You know what? I could if I had. Yes, I could probably do that the best okay. because I I do have long limbs. I feel like I'm all limbs actually. So, well, there you but, go. yeah, so that that would probably be it. My my event, and this is probably because it's the only event I could do, would be the one mile. Um, because oh, I used that's yeah. impressive. Well, I used to be so I used to be a distance runner. I used to run like five k, ten k's, ten milers, that kind of thing. Um, mm. And usually, I think my PR split was like around a nine minute mile. So um, I'm sure if I'm and, and that was in a ten k, I think. So if I was running just a singular mile, I could probably run a little bit faster. So I think that would probably be. Like the one of it, because I can't sprint. Like I'm not a sprinter. I'm like too short, too stocky to sprint, but I can run for a really long time. So I would say I, I would do the one mile. There you go. We could feel the team. What about you, Bray? I, I was a sprinter, so I think I would stick to that. So we're pretty well rounded, you guys. Did you yeah. do the hurdles too? No, heck no. <laughs> I tried that once. Nope, no, thank you. <laughs> one time, and I fell on my ass. Never did that again. <laughs> I'd have to go under the hurdles. <laughs> yeah, you run and duck. You you both would probably go under the hurdles. Yeah, they're taller than us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right. Next Brittany, question. you asked one. All right, um, where do I want to go with this? Where's the one about flip-flops? Oh, is that oh, a that random one? <laughs> yeah, that was a random one. Is it a, this is from, oh, one friend of the show. His at is pullupson, hashtag yes. Andy Gang. Yeah, he's my guy from North Carolina. He said, is it okay to wear socks with flip-flops? Hmm. I say yes because I'm a trash person. So um, I've done this in public. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith is Meredith? judging us hardcore right now. <laughs> you can hear her, she's like, like oh. in the way she's breathing right now. She's like, because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Youngstown, know. Meredith. Okay. I mean, I was gonna say no, but <laughs> I'm like, in the well, you are. You did before you even said it. Yeah, two votes. Yes, one vote. No, because like when I was on swim team in high school, and we like had those pool deck sliders. Like, I never even wore socks with those. And swim team, uh, at least at the high school level, is a winter event. So you know, you get wet 
in, in the pool and then you have to go outside and we would have to go outside and wait for our buses to take us back to school and it'd be like 10 degrees outside. Like I would still put on boots or some kind of normal shoes. I would never put socks on with the sliders. I, I wear oh, socks man. with sandals all the time and I work in <laughs> corporate fashion and I know that you're not supposed to do that, but I just don't care. Exactly. I'm with you, Brie. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm in the minority on this one. It's okay. I, no, you're probably actually not. Brittany and I probably are. <laughs> we will probably get blasted about this. We're from It's fine. This. We will. <laughs> oh, I, wanna, I really want to ask this one. I feel like the, for me, the answer is like super duper easy. Um, but this is under the random ones. And it's from uh, Clay at Clay underscore Selway, where he says, during the shelter in place, if you had to, would you rather go without TV or without toilet paper? God, the, I, w- I didn't want to answer this one either. See, I would like this one I found easy. I would easily go without TV because then all I would do all day is just continue to post annoying fitness posts on Instagram. But <laughs> you need, but you need so everyone else would be like, oh, God, no, we need TV. But I would Could we use something else for toilet paper. Like the corn cob. <laughs> or, I was thinking like a Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's assume you're you can't use any i don't know no, i'm gonna no i'm gonna be no, no, i mean no. i have to be bougie and use actual toilet paper so i'm going without tv mm, Bree, you go next because i don't know yet okay i have two children so both of these would actually be horrendous choices <laughs> <laughs> But that means you'd have like you know more than one butt to worry about exactly which i don't so. think that i can go without wiping butts in this house i don't think so so i'm gonna have to go without tv tough call mm. i mean i guess i would have to go without tv too unfortunately i mean there's still books and you can go for a walk in the park you can go on- i can't read books because like it makes my eyes so tired that like, after a page, I just fall asleep. Um, like my mom. Can organize, can organize your closet like Brie. I mean, there's plenty. there are plenty of things that you can do without TV. Um, but I think but if, all I want to do is watch The Office yeah. and Parks and Rec and Community. But I think if, it, if there were um, social apps and phone included in TV, that would be a much harder question. Because yeah, exactly. I'm assuming... Because I'm assuming we still have our phones and everything that we have access to on our phones with the exception of like streaming services. That's the way I'm interpreting this question. Is this like without TV, without streaming services? So I'm assuming that Twitter and Instagram are still in our lives. Well, if that's the Mm -hmm. case, then I'm going to go without toilet paper and I'll just have to get the water thing that shoots up. (laughs) What's that called? A bidet? Bidet. (laughs) A bidet. Bidet to you too. Change my answer. (laughs) Oh, there is one question that we have to get to because you guys were, I saw him tweeting about today and he seemed like he really wanted this answer. So what is the acceptable amount of time to wait to make a dating profile after a breakup? This is from Nick Matthew at Nick Hawks 411. So first of all, ladies, he's single. (laughs) Wink, wink. Apparently. I mean, if we're reading between the lines. So, I mean, yeah, and I have so many opinions on this because I'm active. Well, I wouldn't say active, but I have dating apps. You're about to be relaxed. <laughs> right, I know. That's right. You got the manager. But yeah, Brittany, Brittany is, she's going to be my manager, my public relations person. Like, she's just going to run my life and it's going to be amazing. That's right. But, um, but I have, so this is a very serious answer. If you go on a dating app, Um, I think the, I don't think there's like any set amount of time after a breakup. I think it's whatever amount of time where you figure out what you want your next connection to be. 
So if you're like a relationship person and you you want to be in another relationship, like once you're at that point where you're like, okay, it's time for another relationship. Or if you're like, okay, I'm kind of hurt. I don't want to be in another relationship. I just want a physical connection. Like all of these things are okay. Um, I think that the acceptable amount of time is once you've figured that out. And then the important thing is that when you do get on the dating apps, you're completely honest with the other person. So if you're not looking for a relationship, if you're like, hey, I'm just kind of exploring, I want to see what's out there. I just want to have a hookup. Like all of that's fine. You just got to be honest with the person that you're talking to. Like none of this shady shit of like, oh yeah, I want a relationship, but really you just want to hit it and quit it. Like that's not acceptable. So, Ooh, Meredith. Yes, I told you, I have very strong opinions about this. Meredith bringing the heat. Yes. I say don't go on dating apps. <laughs> Period. Can I just like, hold- <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> then I want to continue. <laughs> I want to continue on my soapbox. <laughs> I, like, I have a question about this whole thing. So when, like, if you're out of a relationship and clearly you're not over your relationship, why do you need to like be physical? Why can't you just like sit at home and be sad and watch TV? <laughs> do you have to like screw up somebody else's life? No, you don't. And that's the thing is that like, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not ready to be a decent human being to another human being, then you have no business being on a dating app. That's it. And I don't like this stuff about, well, you know, I just want to hook up. Like you could do that yourself. <laughs> You don't. <laughs> technically, you don't need another person there. That's so true. stop. Don't play with people I, like that. Think, you know. I think I saw someone tweeting that uh, Pornhub Premium is going to be free or something like that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I saw that. So, you know, you don't even need dating apps now because you've got Pornhub. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. But no, I do like I do have very, and I tried to like give a, an actual legitimate answer to this because, uh, again, reading between the lines with. Uh, our friend who tweeted at us, like, he seemed like he was hurting, and I wanted to give him a genuine mm-hmm. answer. So, yeah. you know. F- no, that was a good answer. Yeah, f- I liked it. Figure out what you want, and then once you figure it out, then it's okay to create a profile. Just make sure you're honest. Yeah, I like it. Good answer, Meredith. Good answer. I have nothing else to, I have nothing to contribute to that, so I'm glad you guys have very thoughtful <laughs> answers. <laughs> All right. Should we do a couple more, you guys? Yeah. A we can do more. Okay. We can do a few more. All right, so I like this one from our sports section. So this was very thought out. This came from, oh boy, Jeremy Haymeyer at JP mm. Haymeyer. <laughs> okay, so he asked, is there a sports memory you have that is unique or significant to you growing up and growing into a sports fan? So he had mentioned how for him it was watching Eric Metcalf returning two punts um, for touchdowns against the Steelers. Hmm. I actually do. Do you want to go first, Britt, or do you still need some time to think about that one? No, I need to think about it. Go ahead. Okay, so my, like, unique sports experience. Um, my dad's company was one of those ones that always seemed to have tickets to Wizards games and Capitals games. And um, when I was little, we lived right outside of D.C. We were, like, right on the other side of the 14th Street Bridge and, like, half a mile from a metro stop. And so I have so many memories like multiple memories of being in elementary school and like coming home and like my mom would be there because she worked half days when my brother and I were growing up um and I'd be home and my mom would look at both me and my brother and say do your homework right now we're going to the Caps game tonight or do your homework right now we're going to the Wizards game tonight we would like sit down do our homework and then walk down to the to the metro stop and we'd hop on the train and meet my dad 
downtown DC, we'd grab like hot dogs or something for dinner and then go to a Caps game or go to a Wizards game. And we did this all the time. So I think that had a lot to do with me loving sports so much because it was just like it was a family thing. Like it was something that me, my mom, my brother and my dad all did. And it was it was something that felt like it was really, really frequent when I was younger, especially since, you know, this was like Michael Jordan era with the Wizards. So they weren't that Mm. good. This was um, after they got swept by the um, by the Red Wings in the Stanley Cup finals in 99, but before Ovechkin was drafted. So there was like that sweet period where nobody was going to Caps games because they really sucked. But yeah, so it was like, you know, it, and it was it was all the time where we were where we were doing this. And so I think that had a huge contribution to me being a sports fan because it just, you know, watching these games always gives me, you know, those kinds of happy memories growing up of coming home from school and saying like, okay, well, we're going to a Wizards game tonight. Get your homework done right now. Mine's pretty similar to that, Meredith, actually. Um, My parents used to pull my sister and I out of school to go to Indians games. Um, And that was when they were at the Jake. So I remember we we used to, it was was a really big deal to, like, skip school, essentially, Mm -hmm. Um, to go to a day game, which was so much fun. And I loved going there, getting a nice stadium hot dog with stadium mustard. That was, we used to sit in the bleachers. Um, One time I got to go to... Um, Kenny's kids. I don't know if Brittany, do you remember that as a Cleveland Indians fans? He did like a kids question and answer thing in this little room in the stadium. So that was like no, the that's coolest so experience. Um, but then one memory I have that I don't understand how it didn't ruin my my sports experience. <laughs> my parents took us to a Browns game when <laughs> oh, I was probably maybe eight. My sister was 10, 11. And it was in the old stadium as well. And we had super high seats. So, you know, like when you sit in the high levels, it, it's a trek just to even get up there. And especially with mm. kids, like you have to walk up like the ramps. It takes forever. I was complaining. It was cold. <laughs> this was the time where you could still smoke in the stadium. Everyone was drunk at this moment in time. I don't even remember what game it was. All I remember is sitting in our seats and there was this super large drunk guy running up and down the stairs like near our seats who kept like running into my sister and I when he would go back to his seat and then pretty much using my sister and I's head as ashtrays for a cigarette it was the worst I I, like that memory is ingrained in my head that's like that is the original Dale that's him we found him he's patient zero Dale's from the crypt Uh, and he didn't shelter in place, so he spread the dale. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, so. It's all his fault. But I survived. I survived. And you're a stronger Man. woman for it. And I somehow became a season ticket holder. And there are still people <laughs> like that, mind you, just without the cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> they might have their vape pens or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Okay, so for me, let me think. So when I was little, I didn't go to many games at all. I I only went to a few Indians games because, like, during that time, they were all sold out. And, um, you know, my we just didn't make it up there often. So I only went with, like, my aunt and uncle a few times. Um, never went to a Browns game until 2017. Um, Cavs, I didn't go until mm, probably, like, 2010. Um, so I'd say one of my favorite memories... And one of the things that 
you know, really sort of revitalized my love for the Indians was in 2004. Um, it was April, like the end of April. And I couldn't, I was dating my high school sweetheart at the time and I couldn't afford to go to prom that year. So instead of going to his, his senior prom, we went to an Indians game instead. And it was me, him and my brother who they weren't really friends up until that point. But after that night, they became like really good friends. And it was like, we got, um, they used to do this Pepsi deal, like $5. You, you turn in like a Pepsi can at the door and you get $5 bleacher seats or whatever. So we got that. And then we'd just go stand on the home run porch the whole game. And that's how we spent the night of our prom, which I think was really cute. That's awesome. Love. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's a good time. Well, all right. Should we take one more, you guys? Who, who wants to pick? Yeah. You pick. Ooh, this is the question that I wanted to... Okay. I like this question. This is from random question section. And it's from, let's see, Pat O'Connor at OC... I'm blind. <laughs> Meet Medic... M. Medic RN. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> All right. Um, how will this temporary way of life change society after all the restrictions are lifted? Ooh, deep. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go, I guess. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Well, I think for me, it's all about perspective. I work a job that hours are sometimes crazy and my commute is long as it is so I've just been trying to take this time and look at it as a positive because I actually am home to make dinner I get to see my kids while I'm working which I don't always get to do obviously because they're in school or at the sitter Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm just looking at this as a moment in time where I get to spend a lot of quality time with my children and I otherwise wouldn't get to have this opportunity so Um, It's really made me just sit back and think that um, I'm always so busy running around Mm -hmm. doing a million other things. This time is actually nice because I have no no places to be, no appointments to be at. And I really just get to spend time at home and be with them. And they get to be with me and see what I do every day because they they don't understand what mommy does for work. So it's 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 been pretty cool. Oh, I love that. So I think that people will do a better job of staying connected, if that makes sense. Because one of the things that I've seen a lot of, I mean, before the shelter in place order was put down, you know, a lot of people were and before the bars were closed, actually, you know, the um, St. Patty's Day weekend, everyone seemed to want to go out. And there's all these memes going around of, you know, before the shelter in place, everyone's at home on their phone. Afterwards, it shows everyone out. But uh, and it's mm-hmm. funny and true. But a, a, one of the things that I've been seeing a lot of um, on social media is people will post like screenshots of the video chats that they have with their family members and their loved mm-hmm. ones. And I don't know how much they talk to these people before this, but I'm hoping that you know, once things start to normalize and we're, you know, things start to open up and we get back to normal, um, I'm hoping that people keep these connections up. So if it's people who are video chatting with their grandparents, like I hope they keep calling their grandparents or like for me, one of the things I've been doing is I've been sending um, video messages to a lot of my friends. Like instead of texting each other, we've started sending each other video messages instead, which I actually really like. 
So mm -hmm. I'm kind of hoping that instead of us texting each other, we'll start sending each other video messages instead. So I think um, just the idea of keeping in touch with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and then just making sure that everybody in your life is okay. I feel like people mm -hmm. are going out of their way to do that right now because the time is so stressful. So I'm hoping that that's the type of thing that continues when things start to normalize. Mm -hmm. That's a good yeah. answer. I like that. Um, I think sometimes like we as people need reminder, like hard, heavy reminders of what really matters. And I think something like this sort of, I was thinking about it the other day, you don't realize how much of your life depends on other people, people that you don't know, yeah. workers that you don't know, things that you do every day that we just take so much for granted and we take people for granted so often that once everyone's, you know, on lockdown or things start shutting down and, you know, everything that, that gives your life some sort of meaning is taken away, then you really have to like look at what really matters. And I hope, I pray that once this is all over, we start finally, you know, appreciating each other because you'll, you'll go grocery shopping three months from now. And these are the people that literally saved your ass yeah. for, mm -hmm. you know, this whole time. They put themselves at risk to make, you know, $10 an hour. Like th these are, you look at who's showing up right now and, you know, whether it's doctors, nurses, the essential workers, and I'm not talking about me, like actual essential workers, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people that impact everything and, you know, teachers, my gosh, Brie, you can attest to that. Like homeschooling kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> teachers should be so much better paid and like all these things that we're now realizing because we had to take a step back from normal life and adapt to something completely new with so much less in it so you know i hope once this is all over we finally start to appreciate each other and how much we depend on each other yeah very well said and a great way yeah. to end our episode this was awesome we had some great questions and thank you to all of the listeners for submitting these questions for us. Hopefully we'll be able to do this again next week because we still have quite a few questions that we didn't get a chance to answer. So stay tuned on that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that your microphone? <laughs> did you drop it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or did you hit your face on it? <laughs> I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Brittany's gratitude for all of your questions. So thank you. Um, make sure that you guys... Um, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please rate and review us. We appreciate every one of them. And we are working on some new ways to get you guys some additional content. So stay tuned. We're going to try to figure some things out. But hopefully it will be more than just our downloaded podcast. So we are excited to, to hopefully announce some new things soon here. So thank you guys. And we will talk to you next week. <laughs>